A Faithful Summer by Mark Zamudio In Modesto, California, on December 21st, in this location, a baby was born. The chain holding a family together. Mark was the name of this child, the son Evie, the son of Evie, who is the daughter of Jose Luis, Mark's grandfather as well as guardian. Fast forward 16 years on a ride from Mexico to Las Vegas, which was home to Mark. It was a long ride, two full days of life lessons, laughter, confusion, and arguments. Living with substitute parents all my life was not the easiest. There were a lot of lots of missed experiences, but a lot of valuable lessons only someone who has experienced a lifetime could be taught to someone else. Every summer I visit my mother in New York City it is a fun time that I only have once a year. But now I'm in the car with my grandpa. Things are not looking so good because in Las Vegas, I don't have any family, just my grandpa. But in Washington State is where I would rather go. Wouldn't you want to live with your family? Well, my grandpa thought different. He said none of that matters and that all I need is a step family I grew up with. Living under constant um, issues at home, I decided it would be better if I just left for a little while. One night discussing my trip that I will take, my step grandmother, she told me that if I had thoughts of never coming back, which never ran a course through my mind. But of course, I kept it in mind. Now in New York City, seeing the tall buildings touch the sky and the smell of concrete around the whole city and seeing the night lights expand over the horizon, it is hard to tell you are even on an island. Now this is not the first time Mark has experienced these feelings of overwhelmingness. He used to live in New York once for what seemed to be a whole year, which in actuality was three to six months. Seeing my mother for the first time in a whole year is a feeling of profuse enjoyment and such an opportune moment to be a son to a mother as well as my mother being a mother to a son. Evie was the name of Mark's mother. She worked as a bartender and as an uh, and as an immigrant from the country of Mexico. When Mark was born, Evie was diagnosed with bronchitis, a condition that prevents an individual from breathing easily. Since she could not take care of her child, Evie's father took care of him and raised him. My mom lived in an apartment with her friend in a small but elongated apartment. It was hard getting used to the three-hour time difference as well as the humidity of New York that is unlike Nevada. Now, eating outside, it was full of people. There were no restaurants. It was fast food all around, but not the type as you think. Fine dining, but with a time limit as well as less relaxation of having others come across you every moment. And I don't know if it was just me, 
but I could feel the ground move like a boat on the ocean. Not so violent, but I could feel the waves hitting the island. A couple days later, on a trip to Philadelphia, I and my mother were discussing for me to live with her. Now, Mark has never lived with his mother, and since the lack of communication due to seeing his mother once a year, it was hard for him to explain to her. My mom decided it would be great if I stayed with her, but she was not ready at the moment. For the meanwhile, I could stay with my grandma in Washington. Now, Mark's family in Washington consisted of the following family members. Mark's uncle, his aunt, with a family of three children, Mark's brother and sister, who were much older than him, by the ages of 21 and 18. And finally, Mark's grandma, home alone, by herself. Now on a plane to Mark's family's hometown, where most of his family lived, all that was really on his mind was the lie that he hasn't told his grandpa. Mark's grandpa was never the easiest to communicate with, constantly being ignored and unable to listen to Mark's ideas of living away from him. He did not tell his grandpa about the flight to Washington, but now in the presence of enormous trees that seemed to cover the park in huge shades of white specks of light shining through them, like the opening of blinds on a summer day, this environment captivated Mark more than anything he, he has explored. Something about the greenery, the joyous families huddled together next to the river, as well as the animals such as the squirrels and birds living in harmony. Although Mark's underlying emotions told him he wasn't going to last very long, he indeed did enjoy the momentous occasion. After a few nights passed, he was staying at his grandmother's house and visiting his family now and then. Now the lie that Mark has told his grandpa was the lie of never of even going to Washington, which came as a shock to everybody. Suddenly, I get a call saying that my parents want me back home within a month. Even though I believed that I was truly going to stay and live there, I felt so anxious, so confound, not knowing what to do or what to react to. It was insanely difficult to comprehend the state I was in because I wanted to stay, but I've never disobeyed before. I texted them saying that I wanted to stay and my whole family had my back. But my grandpa wouldn't budge an inch. All in one day, walking back from the park, I get a call. A call from the police asking about myself and my grandma. I was scared, trembling by myself in an open field in the park. As the last rays of the sun hit my face, I tried to hide, thinking my grandpa was around the corner, but I could not find anyone, so I just walked home. The next morning, and several days after that, the police kept paying visits to, to Mark, trying to find out a way to get him 
to stay. Nevertheless, to no prevail. Mark was now legally a runaway, reported as missing, and because of that, in the middle of the night, cops came and forced Mark to pack his things and head to the station. As a result, morning rolled on in glistening over the city one last time in Mark's eyes as he had to say goodbye. My parents picked me up in the car and we drove to Las Vegas, back to my home, full of so many feelings. I could not say a word for two weeks and everything in my house, including the people I was living there, were changing my perspective. I was grasping the concept of what it is to be a family, what it is to have a family, and what it is to change families. And now I knew more than anybody that I could be by myself. I could be in control of my life and know what it is to control others. Something that isn't very easy to grasp. I understood that having to move around so much and having a huge scuttle with my family made me understand that all in time, I know what I want for myself. And I know what a good family is and what a good family isn't and what to do and what not to do. In conclusion, I was finally evolving. I went through the grandest experience of my life, constantly going up and down with all my family members, having the most joyous moments and having moments of sorrow. Through it all, I helped those around me, but in doing so, I affected myself more than I ever thought I could. I felt a new level of maturity and responsibility for myself, being someone I could not before, away from all the embarrassment and the nervousness. I could now walk freely as myself, knowing what I have faced in the midst of a battle between my families and myself. Now knowing what I want and what is good for me and what I cannot manage and what I can manage, I am ready to think ahead for the future. My family very much appreciated the struggle I went through and my grandpa understood how serious I was about my decisions, which opened my eyes to greater things leading me to finally evolve. The moral of my story is persevere so you can change who you are and know what is good for yourself and what it isn't despite your circumstances. I may live a life of traveling and moving around, but family, no matter who they are or what they do, is who they are and what they do.